right? Everyone calm down. Everyone, please relax. We're here. The boys are back and we're doing another episode of Loud About Nothing. Okay? Okay, okay, okay. It's me. It's your boy. It's the fucking hottest dude in the podcast game. That fucking Gavon Pope himself. All right. <laughs> the Gavon Pope himself, Sebastian Canelli. Okay. 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 Everyone calm down. He is here and he is looking cute. Two boots. Okay. He is. He is my nephew. He may not be blood, but man. He stole my fucking heart. All right, bro. Give it up for the cute boy himself, Robbie. Robbie, say what's up. What's up, Sebastian? Robbie, this it's I have a question for you. Is it impossible for you to wear baggy clothes now? Because I can see your muscles through that loose ass shirt. <laughs> Thank you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, we were I'm, working out the two of us. You, bro, you were just spent. You just spent, did a whole session flexing for me on Zoom. Don't you dare tell people that. Don't you dare. You took a video. You took a video and you said, can I share this? I said, absolutely not. Because I stood behind my chair and I, I leaned forward and flexed for you for three minutes. Oh, God. This is what we do. Waste up. Because if we were yeah. doing, we, we, we can't do waste that. Okay. We got, bro, we got fire. We got yeah, fire. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. We got yes. heat because that's what we do, bro. We got my boy, my my fucking well, uh, my boy. I, I, he's a writer, producer. He does special effects. I've been doing comedy with him for fucking 10 years now. Give it up for one of my best friends, Matt J. Weir. Matt, say what's up. Hey, what's up, uh, everybody? Uh, Loud about nothing universe. Is that what you call it? <laughs> the hotties. He calls the, them the hotties. The hotties. The hotties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta say though, uh, I love that the intro of this show, like you came at Robbie like you were his aunt. You're like, I can see your muscles through your shirt. Oh, you're <laughs> yes. getting cute. I love that. You know, I have to take care of the kid. He, you know what? If uh, he's got to hear from someplace, so I tell him the good stuff. So then sometimes when things are no good, I can tell him that. You know what I mean? Right, right. There's been a no. couple, a couple times I've had to say, hey, you got a comb, watch you run it through your hair. You know what I mean? If you yeah. compliment Dude, enough, it's you can say that. I know. Right. It looks like it's working, too, because, I mean, I mean, I, I did this show a while ago. It's a lost episode. But, Robbie, you have a fireplace behind you. So whatever is happening from Sebastian. <laughs> the last time I had like, <laughs> I was in, like, a windowless <laughs> chamber. And now I have. Yeah. You just have, like, the yeah. blue light of a sad TV, like, on your face. Now, yeah, you're looking <laughs> yeah. like. Looking great, guys. It's good advice. <laughs> yeah. Matt, this you brought up a good point. Uh. I'm going to let the audience in a little bit. Matt was one of our first episodes. Yeah, and it was phenomenal. It just the audio wasn't good. Phenomenal. <laughs> it was great. We were like, that was, was my amazing. voice. <laughs> we were so excited. Yeah. It was like we were like, oh, that we're, we're getting it. We're figuring this out. Yeah. And then we go to listen back and the audio was just horrible. Matt's episode <laughs> is actually where the sensei, the yeah, Staten, the Island, Staten sensei. Island sensei clip. Yeah, From we did end up day. posting. Yeah. So still made a little a little blip. It made the, a little blip. The hotties yeah. universe. I in hope that you'll share some of those those great stories you told us the last time. We'll get re- <laughs> yeah, <I> gotta re- <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll try to remember them if I can. But yeah, what's up? Please, there's literally zero pressure, Matt. I accidentally took a hit of weed before the podcast. Uh, so, I mean, it is a vibe. Okay. We're, this is a total vibe. All right. I got my Dunkin' Cup. It's full of water because I've had already three Coke Zeros and it's not even six o'clock at night. Okay. So, you look like you just pledged a frat, Sebastian. Oh, because I got my collar shirt on today. And the backwards hat with and the, the hair back- swapping out. 
I'm nervous because I hear the hazing is hard. Okay. I yeah. hear that the hazing <laughs> is no good. Matt, were you in a fret? No, not at all. Oh. I, uh, when I got to college, I, there was, I was very much a skateboarder type who was like, I'll be on my own. But uh-huh. um, I ran, I ran with, uh, there was dudes I met that were on the swim team. And that was like kind of a friend. Sure, and sure. then uh, there was a really good friend. I had quit school at one point when I came back, he was in a frat and he told me that he joined it because I left, which is total bullshit. But uh, yeah, wow. I never, I was never part of that Greek life. You know, I feel you. No, I feel you. There's, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's has a reputation. Let's just say it this. It has a reputation. I was part of a frat. I was part of the Alpha Sigma Betas, the Riders of the Night. We're dirty motherfuckers. We'd rather fuck the fight. Wow. <laughs> Am I not allowed to say that? Any... No, you can. Do you have a brand or we're, something? We're not going to be the ones who knows that. <laughs> yeah. Whether you can know, say that gonna... or not. I, say... I don't think I can say that. No, I don't think. I think that that was secret. Eh, whatever. Yeah, you just like, not anymore. gave it up. Not yeah. anymore. <laughs> Robbie, and you know, Robbie. He was the king of he was the king of uh, of uh, of Greek life. What, yeah, what was, was the award I was that you won? Embarrassingly, into Greek life, Greek man of the year. I was like the president. <laughs> I would do. Wait, they, I would have a wait, meeting wait, once wait, a week. <laughs> I know. Greek Greek man of the year. Yeah, which I when know. I won that award, I wait. was like, "This is this is it. I could die now." <laughs> yeah, sound <laughs> back. What is that? What is that like? I feel like that's supposed to open a door to something. What is it like? You get in a magazine. Is there like a, like no. a, a Greek Life magazine or something? You know how no. bad Evangelos felt that you won Greek Man of the Year and his ass is working three shifts at the diner. He can't win Greek Man of the Year. You scumbag! How dare you take it away from Evangelos? He's doing fucking Easter for forty-two hours, right? How dare you take it away from that goddess? Okay. It was yeah. We were both there together on the podium, and when they said my name, <laughs> I wish you could have seen his face. Poor Evangelos. Wow. You should have seen his grandmother. He's like he's never made a fry in his life. The <laughs> fucking kid. The kid does disco, curly, <laughs> waffle, bro. Come on, wow. how does he not win a Greek man of the year? He calls. He right. Calls That's what I'm saying. A hundred percent. A salad with feta. He just calls it a salad. You know what I mean? He doesn't even drop the Greek yeah. in front of it. Okay. Robbie, 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 put your uh, forearm up to your camera real quick. I yeah, let's do that. Forearm. Yeah, let's see your forearm. Yeah. <laughs> what is this doing? No, no, no. The other side, other side, other, other top side. side, top side. Dude, it's not hairy enough to be. No. Greek. no. <laughs> I worked with some Greeks at a Greek restaurant. Not hairy enough, dude. No, I, I'm not. I'm not a very hairy guy. The bad stereotype. Yeah, this is this is actually disgusting. Actually, Robbie, we're gonna uh, we'll we'll erase. We have to rescind this award. We we have to we you have to make things right, bro. This is actually disgusting. Right, Evangelos. You have to make things right with Evangelos, okay? The poor dude. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, he's doing fine for himself, and and he goes down to a fucking. He makes sure to fucking hit the the Cayman Islands once a year because you know he likes the sun. All right, but don't do that to Evangelos. All right. Well, I'll make things right by E, Big E. Matt. Yes. <laughs> are you mad that everyone's now getting into skateboard stoner culture and that's what is who you truly are and now everyone thinks it's a cool thing? Um, it's weird. I mean, because when I was a kid, it was cool, I guess. And then I just never stopped being that. Except, you know, I don't know. I mean... It's weird to see like people wearing uh, 
certain things like Thrasher because like nobody they never sold it was impossible to get that unless you like had a subscription like especially that sweatshirt and now uh-huh. it's everywhere and like I don't really give a shit I don't own clothes or I don't own the right to own clothes but it's like sure it is weird and it, it's at least cool because it's like all right but you know you might be like oh that's a cool magazine and people are like what it's a magazine I know. Didn't the, the creator come out and be like, yeah, I don't like that Justin Bieber and all these celebrities wear my shit. He's, didn't he say something like, I'd rather they didn't? I could see that. I mean, there is like, especially because the, the stuff that got cool was like skateboard culture and like metal. And uh-huh. in some of those cultures, they, they're dicks like that. Like, you know, when I was a skateboarder, it was like, you don't want rollerbladers around. I, I tolerated BMXers, but I know a lot of people hated them. And then wow. at the skate park, I mean, so now let's get I, what's the hierarchy <laughs> at the skate park? I want to run down the hierarchy well, at a skate park. Right. Oh, this is real OG shit, right? So this is what Jonah Hill, this is who he wished he was hanging out with, Jonah Hill, right? When he makes the movie, the 2000s, right? Mid 90s, mid 90s, whatever it is. I saw the, I saw the, I saw the sequel. I saw the oh, 2000s. Wow. You saw a screener was, for the sequel. <laughs> I got a screener for the new Jonah Hill. I got the 2000. And you know what? Fan of moderate. Okay. They do use one word a lot that they should not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, What's like, the hierarchy at the, at the skateboard? Dude, mid, this is mid 90s when I was a kid. Uh, Perfect Jonah Hill's hardest. And, and this is Northeast Philadelphia, PA. Uh, so, like, especially Philly skaters there was the old school skaters a lot of times they were like the old dudes who i guess were probably my age like mid-30s maybe even 40s they're still like that's their life they're missing fucking teeth they got tattoos all over the body (laughs) they're not wearing shirts they smell like shit but they're like fucking carving up fd i'll use fdr fdr is a uh skate park underneath philly or uh it's a underneath i-95 in philadelphia thps4 you don't gotta tell me oh that's right (laughs) i forgot i was in a video game (laughs) But <laughs> you gotta tell me I, I'm a fucking yeah. THP is for slots, okay? Yeah, I was dude. I was a slot for THPS4, okay? <laughs> okay. I, I'm just like getting, getting, letting you know. I turn I played Tony Hawk for Skater 4, and I once turned to my friend, no drugs, no alcohol. It was New Year's Eve. We we're playing the game. It was four in the morning. I looked at him and I said, after like minutes of silence, I just looked at him and said, These are the days. <laughs> I just, after minutes of silence of playing THPS4 for hours, just in silence, I looked at him and it said, these are the days. And I could still tell my friend, I go, remember the days? And he knows I'm speaking about that one day when we were at New Year's Eve. It was like the year before we both started like partying. And those were the days. So there's the old dude at the park, right? Who's lower than the old dude after the old dude? Oh, wait, wait. All right, so then those are like the there's always like some I mean I say those guys run the shit because if you get in their way they'll yell at you sometimes yeah. they'll take you out then there's like what do you mean after take that, you out what do you mean they'll run into you man like they'll just oh. run into you and they'll say where are you my fucking way or whatever like I've seen I I was I was never like a jerk but I remember like running into a little kid because I didn't see him coming over a pyramid and. I felt bad. And then his dad was an old type. His dad was like an old skater. And he, yeah. the dad came over to me and I apologized thinking he was going to be pissed. And he's like, no, he needs to learn. And I'm like, okay. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Savage. <laughs> Savage shit happening. So that's like that culture. But I'd say it's like, there's like skateboarders. I don't know. It, it really depends where you're at and how many people are there. If there's, if there's more BMXers, then it's the BMXers. And I feel like nobody respects rollerbladers, but. What I can't I... even tell you what they used to be called. Wow. 
I just think that it's interesting that all this aesthetic is coming back. And I just know this is you at your core. Uh-huh. Well, thank you. I mean, yeah. I would skateboard except then I don't have health insurance and I want to break my legs. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's not that. I mean, that's a real skateboarder. That's that's right. <laughs> all the kids that walk around with the skateboard, smashing it up. Take a lesson from this. The kid doesn't have health insurance, so he can't skateboard. Now that's yeah. a real board, dude. Well, yeah, yeah, well, old, real old. I, I did. I watched a kid the other day, or no, I guess it was a couple months ago now. His, his dad was a skateboarder guy, and he was down the street, and the kid was trying to jump like an eight set, and eight. That's eight stairs. And um, you don't gotta tell me. Just, this kid was just throwing himself down the stairs and eating shit. And he would get back up. And I remember I was like, man, I remember I used to run back up the stairs and do it again. And now I just lay there. I wouldn't be able to do it. Jesus. That's how hard I am now. <laughs> I did a jump once on a bicycle. I did uh, a jump once on the bicycle and I literally jumped. And I think I didn't even leave the grounds, but I remember my body left, but the bike stayed on the ground. And then my balls slammed onto the, onto the, oof. onto the seats. <laughs> and then I had to walk my bike home. I was in so much pain. Oh, yeah. You pee blood? Not for that reason. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Not for that reason. I was peeing blood oh, before yeah. that day. I was hoping I'd hit hard enough that it'd go back to reverse, you know? You know, yeah, two, yeah, negatives, yeah, yeah. two negatives make a positive, yeah. you know? But Yeah, knock, knock, knock it back in the place so it's not the bloodstream, <laughs> it's the urine stream. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just a switch. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's no simple. Train, train track switch, you know? Matt, I got you on yes. this week for a specific reason. It is WrestleMania weekend. What? <laughs> yes. I didn't, I didn't know. No, I know. I uh, it's WrestleMania is like a week long. I know. I, it's like an event. And why I want you on is because you had a long, long stint at WWE. <laughs> long as in like slightly under two years. I mean, that's considered a long time. I think. I don't know what it, like what it's like now, but yeah. I was there. Okay, if we're going to do a Yelp <laughs> review on what it's like to work at WWE, what would you say about it? Um, is this the corporately approved Yelp review, or is this just like guy off guy that worked there for a bit off the street that lives in the gutter now? I, well, let's go with the gutter one. I did call myself okay, a yeah, Tony yeah. Hawk slut before, so yeah, <laughs> we could go with uh, the gutter one. <laughs> I would say it's a. Uh, a carney's empire in a corporate suit and uh in the in the day and age of like over exhaustive pr and uh you know being like morally right in the work environment it's a place that will make you go crazy because it tells you yeah take this hr thing about sexual harassment and then you'll get yelled at and told to suck somebody's dick like the very next minute wow so yeah <laughs> just so everyone knows the capacity matt worked there his alias is aj styles so yeah yeah if you can't tell i'm <laughs> he actually was a wrestler ex- he was yeah <laughs> no, i was you a wrestler writer <laughs> yes i was a writer producer there and uh you know the uh the writing team i really liked i really enjoyed a lot of people there um they're really good writers and their creativity was held hostage constantly and still is for the people that are there. But you but, got to uh, write with you know, cool people. You got to write with the road yeah. dog. 
Oh yeah. Road dog was my boss. Uh, I spent a lot of Thursday afternoons hanging out with him in his office and, uh, just pitching wild fun stories and ideas. And, uh, I mean, I looked up to him as a kid cause he like, you know, it was just like a shit talker on the mic. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was cool to like grow up and then just get to hang out with a dude that I really, I guess kind of looked up to in a weird way. And now I know all his dark secrets, Stop. but, uh, did they always have a writing team? So no, back um, I think it was like at some point when WWE went public stock wise, they uh, I think Vince was like, we need to like make sure that this is like uh, wrestlers used to go off the top of their heads with like the old promos, and now he wanted to control it so that they didn't swear as much or whatever. And now it's like, in my mind, completely overly written, but uh. Um, yeah, I guess I think the last like maybe a little under twenty years there's been writers. So Oh wow, it has been that long. Wow. Yeah. I mean at this point I think. I could be totally wrong, but I know there there isn't that there wasn't that many of us. Um and that was kind of cool. It like cause you uh you kind of felt like part of this really weird crew of people that got pushed into this uh hostile environment that did really didn't like having hollywood writers around like that's what you're just considered a hollywood writer even if you're from new york or wherever you're from yeah <laughs> but no vince, vince calls you a hollywood writer well it's like more like some of the older wrestlers that are still like producers and still hang out like you know people like um it's weird i'm trying not to like name names i should probably will at some point but like old guys like when i was a kid i watched them and now they're like 30 years later they're like uh behind the scenes and you're like oh wow like um irs is here and his he just told me to call him mike and then he spit tobacco into a cup pretty cool yeah that's pretty pretty cool cool. yeah (laughs) matt can you tell us can you tell the story about when you and shane mcmahon almost fucking beefed (laughs) when you you almost threw down please oh yeah i will and also i have um there's an update to this story because I saw him on the street. Wait, don't tell me. Tell, tell the story and then tell me the update. <laughs> so I'm there right, for, with the audience because I love I love this story. Um, but right, I, right. You have to tell the audience about this. Everyone knows okay. Shane McMahon's Vince McMahon's son. He's a little yeah, fucking uh, baby. Shane, Shane is Vince's son. And at one point, like back, uh, I guess, in the 90s, the Attitude Era, Shane was part of the company. He like played a, a heel with his dad, bad guy. Uh-huh. And at some point he tried to go away and start his own business to like prove himself to his dad, or that's my assumption. But um, anyway, uh, when I, I think it was like a year in or maybe a little less than a year, he came back early when I, when I started, he came back to the company and um, he was a character on the show. And uh, we were in Indianapolis getting ready to do a SmackDown. I, re- I mainly wrote on SmackDown and NXT, but I was getting ready for SmackDown uh-huh. And I was writing a promo for a, a Japanese wrestler named Tozawa. And it was like before the Vince meeting, which is the Vince meeting is all the writers, a bunch of older producers, old wrestlers, and then, you know, like uh, announcers and just like production people. And so you have these meetings a couple hours before the live Rawls or Smackdowns or whatever show. And that's where all the shows are approved. And so I'm, I'm like trying to finish this, uh, this piece and Shane comes in. And I, I usually sat between JBL, uh, who was a wrestler, and Devon Dudley. And so I was usually sitting between them, and they'd yell at each other over me. And Devon wasn't there, but Shane came in, and Shane just leans over to me, and he goes, you know you're in my seat. 
I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're in my chair. I'm like, okay. And I'm like still typing. And he starts like talking shit to me. And I'm like, okay. And he, he walks to the front of the room and he says, I'm going to go get a coffee. And when I come back, you better be out of my chair. And I was like, all right, I don't know what he's talking about. There's really no assigned seats, even though we kind of all sit in the same spots and he hadn't been there. So anyway, he leaves and there's a couple of people who were sitting behind me who I won't name, but they were like, you're going to take that shit? You got to stand your ground, man. And it was very much like this prison situation where it was like, <laughs> if I don't stand up for myself, who knows what's going to happen? But now I'm gonna have to stand up for myself. And JBL's in my ear, and he's this big Texan dude who wears like a 10 gallon hat. And he's like, Oh, what are you gonna do? You gonna stand your ground? Like, you know. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm so like, it's, some it's a idiot. culture that yeah. like uh, promotes fighting. Yeah. Yes. Not just I mean, on the that, television, within the right, on every level from top down. And you're just yes. in a suit. Brawls. You're in a yeah. suit, and they're just trying to, yeah, Matt had to yeah. wear a suit I'm for a, every event. <laughs> I'm a scrawny dude in a suit who like barely <laughs> ate for 10 years doing comedy in New York City. And this, there's this dude would eat a banana for dinner. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. And so I, I'm like dealing with these types of guys. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like at this point a little jaded where it's like, look, they're all like kind of, they're not full of shit. It's just like there's a res- uh, this whole hierarchy of respect here and the writers are like the lowest of the low and you just eat shit. And I was okay with it. You know, we used to make fun of each other all the time. So I didn't really care. I could take jokes or whatever. But um, anyway, JBL's talking shit. Shane comes back in. He sits next to me and he's like saying shit to me, grabs me by my neck and tries to kind of lift me up. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, okay. I see. I see. Toothless tiger. Toothless tiger. And I was like, I couldn't understand. <laughs> he's also like a grown ass adult. Yeah, he's like 50 right. years old. On he steroids. is 50. Yeah. He's 50. I've met his kids. You know, like. Jesus and so Christ. He's sitting down talking to me. And then Vince walks in. The meeting's finally going to start. And uh, he goes, he leans alpha, over to me. The alpha yeah. dog walks in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone gets so, quiet. Oh. Dude. Yeah. Is it like that? Everyone has the utmost respect for Vince no matter what. Oh, yeah. Here, I'll, here's how every meeting would start. So, usually, this is like an hour late. Everybody's stressed out because we have a live fucking TV show to do. <laughs> Everybody gets really quiet. <laughs> it's dead silent. All these grown men and women are just dead silent. And then yeah. the door opens up, and a 74 year old man walks in. And he goes, It's as quiet as a fucking Morgan here. And then everybody <laughs>, laughs and stands up. <laughs> And then, every time, yes, yeah. almost every time. Everyone and then, laughs and stands up. That's yeah. a dream. He's living yeah. a dream. So that he is, man. He's the emperor, and it's clockwork. And everybody stands up, and he shakes everybody's hand. And then, like clockwork, he gets to Michael Cole, who's an announcer, and he goes, huh? "Oh!" And everybody laughs because he pulls his hand away from Michael Cole. <laughs> and then every time, every time, and so, yeah. He is like an uncle. So, He's like a shitty uncle coming in with his jokes, but, yeah. but instead, you it's have just to so toxic. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be like, ha ha, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, please don't murder me. But oh uh, he, uh, so he, he makes his way past me. We shake hands. He moves on. Mm-hmm. He's walking up and Shane's like, you want to show him with my dad how big your balls really are? And like, I'm just like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> here's my... <laughs> you want to show my dad yeah. how big your balls are? Yeah. And he's talking about Vince McMahon. Okay. <laughs> Literally yeah. the creator yeah. of wrestling. Daddy. He needed yeah. to call in his daddy. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. And so he's, he's like, 
he's next to me saying this and all i'm thinking is like 20 years ago or however long i was a little kid watching this guy and this guy and now they're talking shit to me and that's my <laughs> boss and i was just like i don't know what to do and uh so he's talking shit to me most of the meeting and then there's the end of the producers meeting so they leave and then the writers move closer to be next to vince so he can hear us better uh-huh. and Shane moves up and he's standing, he's like hovering over my shoulder the whole meeting, just standing there. Like he could have sat down, but he's just standing next to me. And he keeps like every once in a while, he'll like grab my shoulder and kind of like massage a little bit. And I'm like, what is he doing? Jesus and I don't know what to do. Jesus. <laughs> this is a 50-year-old yeah. man. I know. He has and then, gray hair. So yeah, dude. So he the day goes on. Uh, it's like a 12 to 14 hour production day. We shoot SmackDown. We shoot uh, 205 Live. And I'm walking back to the hotel with my boss. And he goes, oh, like a couple blocks out, he goes, hey. Um, and I t- at this point, I totally forgot about most of it. He goes, hey, uh, what happened between you and Shane today? And I was like, this has oh, been I started like, this? no, no, this is a writer. My, he was like one of the managing writers. Okay. Um, yeah. His name's, yeah, great guy uh, named Dave. But uh, we're walking back to the hotel and uh, he's like, he asked me what happens. And then he told me Shane's on the, the, the private jet complaining about a writer. And I'm like, oh, great. Like, I'm going to get fired over some stupid shit or whatever. Oh my God. And I tell Dave, like, what happened? And he's like, look, man, next week, just apologize to him on the road. Like his, you know, he told, like, basically Dave is like, you know, you kind of stood up to him. So Vince is probably going to think you're cool because, like, you're not going to take shit from his son. I was like, okay, like, we'll see how it pans out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the following week, we're in Pittsburgh and we had Kate, we have these huge, like, catering lunches in like every town. And so I was sitting down to eat breakfast. And Shane sits at the end of the table and it's like, he's obviously like right out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go say sorry to him and whatever, you know, it's this whole respect hierarchy and he's the top of the food chain or whatever. Sure. Which is stupid. But uh, I walk over to him and I say, Hey Shane, uh, last week, I didn't know if you were trying to mess with me. You're hazing me. Like I didn't, I meant no disrespect or whatever I said. He's like, Hey bro, I was just messing with you, bro. Fist bump. And then he like went to fist bump me. And so I just fist bumped him. And then (laughs) uh we ended up walking into the meeting together vince was inside and he's like oh they're gonna go for go at it or something and then all the guys were like oh they're gonna and then we like i think we like fake put up dukes or something and then did the meeting but then later that in that show and that show my alter ego aj styles threw his head <laughs> through a uh a back window of a car so, and so they shot that He's got to get in real fights before his perfect ten fights. This, right, right. <laughs> this old man. This he's a brilliant person. Yeah. This fifty-year-old dude who's fighting me. Then he had to fight this guy. But they shot that part, and he had blood running down his head. And he, I walk by, and he points at me, and he goes, "You're next, buddy." And I just yelled, "To throw your head through a window!" And then I just walked away. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, from then on, he was actually pretty cool with me, like. I'd see him backstage and he'd always, you know, like do like a weird, Hey, what's up? And like, he did like a, the fist bump or whatever. He was didn't fine. He, didn't you tell me that he st- sticks a knuckle out to make it hurt when he fist bumps? Oh yeah. Well, he would do like a thing. I mean, he had like a weird, like rabbit punch fist bump that you, if you ever watch him fight in the ring, he has like these weird rabbit punches that yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, it's yeah. like a boxing punch. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
it was just that was like I thought for like a week that like he might try to murder me or like the McMahon family was gonna murder me, but I mean what? I still think they might. <laughs> what um what was what was Vince's diet? What would he eat? Oh, oh, okay. Because yeah. he is I've never seen a, a 74-year-old man that I mean he's on HGH. He's doing cycles. He's on a lot, yeah. He hasn't stopped. Right. It's not a cycle, it's a tornado at this point, Vince. Okay. Uh, because yeah. this is a whirlpool, your, your fucking body. What does yeah. Vince McMahon I, eat for lunch? Okay, I gotta I gotta I'll tell you what he eats okay. mainly, and that leads into a story that were I you guys like always time. together? Like you were on the when you say on the road, you were always on the road just like with Vince. <laughs> Well, like, like yeah, I mean, like a boy band together. Yeah, pretty much. Like I mean, big we, giant you know, we try to doing arena tours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jade, yeah. it was Justin I mean, Timberlake, Vince McMahon, <laughs> Matt Weir, right? It was Hell the yeah, squad. Dude. It was it was the the Pussycat <laughs> Dolls. Okay. Right, dude. I I'm I doubt he he knew like four writers' names. The rest of us, oh. he'd be like, oh, you, and like he knew. I for for a while he was calling me like the foot fetish guy because I pitched something about people kissing a guy's foot so it's like, oh tell me about the foot how sweaty is it and like it would be like yes yeah, sir so it's really sweaty <laughs> is he funny he like has I mean, somewhat of a knack for yeah. promo i guess yeah i mean dude he's uh he he wants to he tries to purposely drive you crazy he likes to like rib you um I mean, I feel like he yelled at me a few times just to try to get a reaction out of me. Really? I, I've heard that from other people. I'm, like the guy who hired me told me that too. He was like, hey, he'll like, he'll fuck with you to try to get a reaction out of you. Jesus. And so, I mean, I don't know now. I mean, he's a lot older now. When I left, he was kind of like, I don't know. There was, He was from one week to the next, he was forgetting things and then like yelling yeah. at you. And then it's like, well, you told us this. And then, sure, you know, it's what happens when you age, I guess. So what yeah, did he but... eat? I, I need to know because I need okay, to get yeah, my yeah, diet. Yeah. I need to get my diet right. I need to get on the everyone's doing the Chris <laughs> Evans. Needs to be on the Vince McMahon. I need to be on the Vince McMahon <laughs> diet. Okay, so to, uh, like, ease your way into the Vince. McMahon. I'm doing Vince McMahon <laughs> right. diets. Okay, it's either David Goggins or Vince McMahon. That's how I'm gonna, gonna compare myself against. <laughs> David Goggins. So what's he? Eat? I said, okay, so uh, he eats a shit ton of like granola bars he's always like gnawing on a granola bar or something don't get he me started i love chewies you know i know i'm, I'm already in quest, you got quest bars right you're a quest I, guy i'm a quest freak <laughs> i went i went with chewies because i thought it was more playful but the truth is yeah. i like a i like a good quest bar okay <laughs> i like a good quest bar i take a good quest bar and i pretend it's raw cookie dough and i eat it and i go yummy dessert sebastian and i whisper that to myself so then i think i ate something sweet yeah, I mean, I just want to jump on. Hey, Quest, if you're listening, I don't think anybody's going to sell your shit like that guy just sold it. So, <laughs> you know, yes. at, hook this dude up with some ad rev. Can I please anyway. get a, some Quest? I Can I get some Quest money? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I would love some Quest money, okay? And I think that there's no one that they would rather have sponsoring their company than a f- fat fucking comedian that lives in his mom's basement, Okay. <laughs> If I am not the Quest yeah. brand, I don't know who is. Yeah, because you're on a quest to find your way out of there. That's all you got to sell. A hundred percent. It's it's not it's Quest to Camelot. It's not my time of fucking basking in the sun at Camelot. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anyway, all right. I'll tell you, Vince's. Thank you, Vince's diet. Okay, so at least what we saw me for lunch every day was a big steak that was about the size of a fist. 
And this was all, uh, keep in mind, this is during meetings with him where we weren't allowed to eat, but we're starving and we have a live show to do. (laughs) And who knows if we'll get food. Wow. But uh, wow. He, at some point, this lady, Jen, she was super nice. She was like his personal cook. Uh, She would come in, Uh she would bring the steak, rice, and spinach, and ketchup and mustard. He'd dump ketchup and mustard on a steak. He'd eat that. He'd usually push the spinach to the side and then maybe kind of toy with the rice. So mainly it was just a steak the size of your fist every day. But he would have them bring the spinach just in case. Just yeah. <laughs> emergency I mean, spinach. I, maybe. Maybe he every felt like he day. needed a green. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, but he would eat that every day. And one time specifically in Detroit, I remember he ate that. And then there was a bathroom right behind where he would sit. And so he went in the bathroom and he was in there for like a half hour. And like, <laughs> we were, we're all like waiting for him to come back so we can get the okay that the show's okay and we can start doing it. And I just remember all sitting there. And I think we all had that thought of like, what if he, he died, died in there? <laughs> we just watched our boss slam a steak and then go die in a bathroom behind us. Right. Like this, like. 70 year old dude mid 70s year old dude just like dumped and died you know and like do you think if if he was having a heart attack would he yell i'm having a heart attack or would he stand up and walk to somebody to 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 say that yeah he would stand up and walk to somebody but i also feel like he's so rich he has some sort of like implant in his heart so when it goes people know yeah it has like that like (laughs) that like uh what was that uh a Jason Statham movie where they were like crank, crank, yeah, he's a crank yeah. thing. Sorry, yeah. of course, of yeah, please, please. I mean, I'm sure that he has the limitless drug. I'm sure that oh, uh, he had, a, he had a Cairo chamber, dude. Like a we're pretty Cairo sure there's like chamber, dude. He, we're pretty sure there's like three Vinces, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, would he bring like a gym on the road? Like how would how would oh. everybody work out on the road? A uh, hotel, motel uh gyms and oh really the wrestler wrestlers would work out of those which is astonishing to me that, that they're in as good a shape they are and they're working out in ho- hotels motels because Vince try to get they say that this is a tiktok i saw the other day they say <laughs> i'm tired of trying to make heavyweight feel light when you're a pro you make lightweight feel heavy i don't know why i felt the need to share that <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to share that. Yeah, Matt but, was about to tell us a story. I Matt was about to just no, no. get that out. But now, now, now you made me think of like the gym bro who's gonna like get that painting that says that. It's just the words of that painted uh-huh. on his house, like in his house somewhere. A hundred percent. You don't want to like make wine shit. Don't make the hard things feel easy. Make the easy things feel hard. That's what that yeah. saying is something. Something that we needed yeah. it again. Different. Of course. <laughs> 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 thank you i'm Let's really good you can do it again don't make the dull things feel sharp make the yes sharp things feel dull oh please Let's don't make don't make do this, this don't make the spicy things feel 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 creamy make the creamy yeah. stuff feel spicy you know what i'm saying bro right, right, okay right right, right, right. <laughs> anyway hey, what you're gonna say matt no robbie let's just point out how good i am at podcasting because i interrupt you're my phenomenal. guests to, to, to literally give a fact <laughs> tell, to give a quotable a funny story <laughs> yeah we've the- heard already because yeah. we've done this before <laughs> i have to throw in this quotable you know what i'm saying i'm doing I'm pitching a Bed Bath & Beyond a men's section, okay? Yeah. Because women have all this who saved who. It's 1 o'clock somewhere. I'm pitching yeah, a men's o'clock. section where where we do stuff like that, you know? 
Okay. You needed yeah. to, to. I think we need get that. that in. I need to get that in. I, I'm, I'm just trying to sell, sell, sell. Gary V, where we at? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get that Quest money and that Bed Bath and Beyond money, man. Of I get course. Yeah. There's big markets. Um, Matt, you were saying something uh, before Robbie really interrupted. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Fuck About you, Vince and you uh, working out. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. After it was a Royal Rumble, I tell the story a lot. So if you've heard me on other podcasts, which is why you're listening to me, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but Vince threatened to hit me in the head with a sledgehammer at Royal Rumble 2017. And uh, for, okay. it was something that he didn't like Makes in the sense. script. So he threatened okay. me. And then hours later, we drove from San Antonio to, to Laredo, Texas. And it was like three in the morning and I was walking to my room and it, he, Vince was walking down the hallway towards me. And he was in all his sweatsuit. I was like, dude, this guy's 75. It's like 3.30 in the morning. What is he doing? And I go, just trying to get by. I'm like, hey, sir, have a good night. He's like, good night. Good night. It's time to train, damn it. And then he tried to get me to go to the gym with him. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got to do some stuff. And just like went in my room and locked the door, which I should have really done it in retrospect. But you should have. Did you ever dude, train with him? I never trained with him. I didn't. never. No, I should have. I mean, dude, there's people out I there really... probably pay fifty grand to train yeah. with. Yeah, to train with. Right. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That that's in a silent auction somewhere yeah. in the Hamptons. Okay, yeah. train with this yeah. man. <laughs> that's. I can't believe you didn't do it. I would have. I would have done it in jeans, bro. Yeah, there's a few. I had a few interactions with him. I'm really happy I had because they're like, wow, that was just me and Vince in a room and he ate a steak while I like did a character voice and then he laughed at it, you know, like yeah. stuff like that. Or like I remember pitching something to him and then as he was as I was saying, it, he was eating a steak <laughs> and uh, Triple H, Stephanie and Shane walked in. And it was like the whole royal wrestling family was standing there watching me pretend to be Tony Nice. It was like yeah, a yeah. cruiserweight guy. Uh-huh. And then like I said a pun, and then like Vince was like, ah, oh, ha, ha. And then I like left. And then Brock Lesnar standing outside. And he was Brock Lesnar was waiting for me to leave Vince. Wow. You know, he could have just walked in and murdered me. And like nobody yeah. would care. They could have thrown <laughs> me into Mexico from there. He Vince. Where we were, Brock could have thrown me from that arena to Mexico. That's how close we were to Mexico. <laughs> Did you learn Vince's like sense of humor? Like, or was it always question mark? Like, I have no idea if he's gonna uh, like this or well, not. <laughs> or did you like grow well, up? You would you would learn like well, you you know what he finds funny, and it's like a lot of poop jokes and like it's just foul bad humor. <laughs> and uh, I mean this is a 12-year-old yeah. company. These are all 12-year-olds. Right. <laughs> yeah so he and likes poop thing, jokes like, and bad some... humor yeah oh yeah 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 i mean he has 40 or like yeah 40 years of material to go back and like you can kind of go through i mean right now nbc or peacock bought their rights to wwe and they're like going back and erasing all this stuff it's just like no good and what like i watched something the other day that's definitely they're like taking out stuff that people might find offensive so it's like you know, uh, one is like, all right, this is a this is one of the main examples. But uh, in rest, I think it was WrestleMania three. Roddy Piper fought Junkyard Dog, and he painted himself half black. Okay, and that's that's pretty bad. The whole <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, right. I mean, it's he pretty bad. It's funny. He he 
he was the he was the good guy in that too but his he his was the good guy that says a lot he's like right yeah well there's thing his promo he says like there's no way to defend him but he's like he's like yeah it doesn't matter what color i'm fighting for every you know that thing and yeah yeah it is what it is man didn't age well a lot of it won't yeah. i mean there's a lot of <laughs> it's also so live that it's 90s. hard to, for anything that right. is so live and like spur of the moment to age well <laughs> right you were and on, that's why that's why there's so many writers yeah. you were on on um yeah. you got to be on raw one night or something right hey yeah yeah i was on a few times um I was Chris Jericho's limo driver. And so uh, there was a whole segment where Chris was like running out of the arena and then he yelled at me and then I knocked the list out of his hand. And then when he went, he bent to pick it up, comes back up and then Seth Rollins, his, his uh, nemesis is standing there. So yeah, I got to do that. And then I was in a bunch of Goldberg walks. If you guys know who Goldberg is. Of yeah. course, WCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so you yeah. do these long walks with like, people just lined up and they were actually a lot of fun because it was always like, Hey guys, uh, this is the last thing in the night. Goldberg's going to like smash his head into a door, probably cut his head open. We're going to have to worry about him passing out on his way to the ring. So, yeah. Wow. Was there anything you were surprised that Vince was about? Did you were like, Oh wow. I can't believe he bought that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, dude, it was every week you, you pour some, you're demanded, all of your creativity is like drained into thinking about what to do the next week and how to push people and how to like create new characters and how to just like take a person that's not really on TV, build a character for them and then sell them to Vince so that Vince can sell them to the world. And hopefully that person who portrays that character gets a t-shirt, makes money, whatever. Um, do you think that's so shit? Sorry. Just... No, no, go, go ahead. No, what are you going to say? I completely lost my train of thought. Do you think Vince is a bad man at the end of the day? Uh, because I watched the Andre the Giant doc, and he does not seem like a good man. Yeah, he's um, he's definitely... All right. I've, I try, I've tried very hard not to, like, completely bash him. Yeah. Because, um, Never- you know, I should... Yeah, there's, like, a, an admiration I have for seeing a person go so hard at creating this totally insane world and he like just went so hard at it it's a worldwide brand and unfortunately he crushed families because wrestling such a family business he crushed these like families in the 80s to become an emperor and i hate that part of him there's like a vicious capitalist part of him that i really despise i really i know like the american flag on his cell phone's complete bullshit um i know he'll sell out what do you mean by that yeah, ten billion dollar oh, like the Saudi fight, the Saudi Arabia stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that is what it is. But at the end of the day, he's like a hardcore capitalist. That part I don't like, but uh, I respect like the creative part of him. And like, you know, there's part of me that gets it. But then also, like, he would have crazy demands on people. Where like, there was a woman who uh, we had this new character for, and she was supposed to be this sultry, sexy talent, and she we were practicing her entrance to the ring and she, we hit her, her music hit. She walked out and then it cut. And then Vince comes out and he's like, let me show you how to walk sexy to the ring. It's this 75 year old man. Yeah. 
this is a 75 year old man telling this like 20 year old woman how to like walk sexy to the ring and it's the funniest shit but that's how specific he was like how much of his vision he needed to like put out there and well, every part of that company he touches so because he had to show the body because he's obsessed with bodies more than he is yeah. the actual wrestler oh, he's yeah. obsessed with the male physique right yeah he has i mean dude you sebastian right now if you chiseled down and you got fucking cut as shit and then you just showed up in an arena and you were backstage and you were just kind of like lifting weights he he might walk by and be like oh who's that beefcake oh and like he's just <laughs> he's so into like i mean he probably has like greek statues around his house with just chiseled john cena's everywhere you know, like. yeah <laughs> wow yeah, he's very yeah. into like the male for like it's like almost like if you watch like Pumping Iron or those documentaries, how like it's yeah. it's almost impressive how they're able to mold their bodies like that. And he probably always wanted to be that, but he like never reached that pinnacle, I guess. Right. I mean, he's he's a big fucking dude, even as an old guy. Like, I mean, he's like a little shorter than me, but still like his. Yeah, I don't know what that muscle is like. Try the traps, Wait, Robbie. You were you guys were in frats. What's that? Uh. Yeah, traps. I guess traps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, his traps are huge for this old dude. But um, what do you think is gonna happen when he dies? What do you think the deal is gonna be? Can Shane? It doesn't yeah. sound like Shane can run an empire. <laughs> no, he doesn't sound no. like an emperor. <laughs> he's, he's gonna go over to is fucking Stephanie Ke- an emperor. Kellogg's that, that, that they want to yeah. advertise something. He's gonna pick Kellogg's yeah. up by their neck. You know, <laughs> I told you you only get two <laughs> half hour and thirty second spots. <laughs> <laughs> I like he calls the shots for the ads. Yeah. Um, oh. I, yeah, I think Stephanie, I, I don't know. I, I've been thinking about it a lot because I, I, uh, I, yeah, I think about it a lot for other reasons I don't want to get into, but uh, I do think Stephanie has a very corporate mind and she's also good. Like, she was always really nice to me and seemed pretty pleasant. Uh, Triple H, I think, will also kind of. I feel like Stephanie will be the face of the the company and Triple H will kind of run the, the product, like the wrestling stuff. Yeah. And um, Shane will be around. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just, he's grandfathered in, basically. He's like my unlimited plan. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants like, me I mean, to have we'll it, do... but I do. <laughs> yeah. And like the thing too is like, Everybody else has to wear a suit. Shane shows up in like a fucking like blazer with like cocaine on it and like twelve Apple watches. You do you know, think like people? Do you think people are still like partying that hard? There, uh, I think do- more than one he, Apple Watch is so fucking funny. Well, he's got to have different time <laughs> yeah. zones. He, why, why would yeah, you dude. ever need more than one Apple? Thing? Yeah, bro, and he has a fist bump. I gotta go to Phoenix right now. It's four there. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's, it's interesting. Like, yeah, uh, my my heart rate my heart rate on this side is yeah. eighty beats per minute, but this side is right. ninety two. That's yeah, kind yeah. of the whole point of the Apple Watch is it does a bunch of different shit. Hey, he's got Apple Watch stretch <laughs> on his chest. You know, he's got them all over yeah, his dude. body. I saw him roll up his pant leg one time. He had him all up to like mid calf, maybe <laughs> just Apple Watches, dude. Wow, fucking loaded. That that's an icon, and this is why he doesn't need a Tesla. It is man. Yeah, he's an icon. No, he gets. Oh, I did mention that I saw him on the street. So okay. he, oh, yes, he was yes. at a biker rally about five five blocks from where I live. And so my friend told me, hey, I saw Shane down here. 
And so I went, I went by and I was like, I'm going to go talk to him. Cause I was like, fuck it. You know, if he's around, he was sure. surrounded by a huge group of people. And I was like, you know what? It's his biker buddies. <laughs> Cause uh, I, you know, he was in a tight blue t-shirt Yeah, yeah. and yeah. like, it was all these like dudes in like, you know, biker cuts and then Shane in a tight blue t-shirt uh-huh. yeah, fist bumping yeah, yeah. people. Wow. And I was like, yeah, I don't need to go like deal with him. Like sure. what it is. Sure. Wow. Um, how do you think you didn't become a toxic person from working at WWE all the time? Cause it sounds like it was a very um, machismo <laughs> involved, you know, like it's all drawn by uh, like run by toxic masculinity stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it was like such a jarring, like I said before, a jarring move from where we were like doing comedy in the city to like that. Like it was very, yeah, just like, uh, run like i don't want to say militaristic but there was like a hot that military hierarchy and like just bowing down to the emperor at all turns but um i don't know i mean i did definitely feel miserable for a while and there's parts now of me where it opened my eyes to parts of the entertainment industry where i was like oh this is a microcosm of all of that like here's this guy who calls all the shots but then out west it's like you get whatever you get, you know, you get a bunch of Vinces, then you, you'll never see them, you know? Um, and, and they I, almost, I, my present, that's what I appreciated. They might present like, I'm sorry. They might present like a not as openly toxic as like, right. Vince McMahon. Yeah, Vince does. is just in your face. Yeah. Yes. Vince <laughs> He's is the yeah. face. He's like, I like Trump. Yeah. Whereas in Hollywood, it's right. a little bit more deceitful because yes. people are like Hollywood's right. liberal, but a lot of the people that are moving and shaking, are oh, a yeah. fuck ton no, of money and are yeah, not right yeah they don't give a shit they just want they're money. just like this like, <laughs> yeah. yeah but we yeah, love dude. them because we're a part of them yeah i, I mean <laughs> it's, it's it's like my, i'll talk bad about my family you don't talk bad about my family okay yeah. you know what i'm saying i talk bad about my hollywood you don't talk bad about my yeah. hollywood okay yeah. there it's I okay mean, now. They just wrote a piece on Scott Rudin so you're allowed I don't know uh, what the fuck is it. it's like yeah, there's a certain mentality where it is like, okay, like these people are psychos, but they're gonna like steamroll everything to get what they want. And like, I, I, I definitely walked away going, if I ever run anything, I don't want to do what he did. I don't want to yeah. put people in a, in this mindset of fear. And like, you know, there's one guy I worked with that like Vince called him puffy one time. He said, "You look a little puffy." Now, let me do my better Vince voice. Oh, you look a little <laughs> puffy. Jesus. And the dude, the dude literally freaked out to me and was like, how do I look? Do I look puffy? Do I look fat? You know, he's freaking out. He started working out every fucking day. And then he'd be like, can you notice I'm losing weight? I just don't want Vince to think I'm puffy. And it's like, what are you doing, man? Wow. Like, but you know what? But I, I could never do that. I couldn't. He would yeah. interpret that as like him being supportive. You know what I mean? He would be like, what? I told him he was puffy and now he's working out. Look, I did. I did a good thing for this boy, you yeah. know? <laughs> oh, you did. Yeah, you did. But that's the thing. It's like it, it was uh, I th- that that person in particular, it was hard for me to get along with because I was like, I can't just like forget who I am to like cave in to become a drone because you are essentially as a writer there you are part of Vince's brain like you have yeah. to understand how he thinks you have to know all the fucking rules that he's laid out and they change all the time and you never know what he's going to get mad at and you can never have you you can never just not have an answer yeah you can never say i don't know you have to have a reason and 
you know, it was just this like constant, like crazy headspace where I, I felt it was just completely absurd all the time. And for me, it was hard for the people who took it so seriously to take them seriously, you know, but then I, I'm also not, I don't, I don't know. I'm, you know, they'd be like the, the day that Shane tried to fight me, one of the guys that was egging it on was like, Oh, I guess you don't care that Vince paid for your house. And I was like, I don't have a fucking house. Like I barely <laughs> made enough. You know, and, you know, like, Where is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. He must like, be saving it for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I started seeing like, you know, other people that were outside of the WWE that their creative property or whatever they would do was they were, you know, getting paid for it. And then two years out, um, there was a line that I had a, I had written, I think, and it was on a shirt. And I was like, fuck, like they have, they take your money, you know, or they don't, they don't take your money, but you earned it. Yeah. This is very socialist shit, I guess. No, but a hundred percent. Like that's it's not, it's not a union Sorry, got, job, right? So you're not getting I got it. caught up. No, it's, it's a right to work. And that, that was the thing that really freaked me out the whole time. It was like, they could fire you at any moment. And so they tell you, they're going to give you three months as like a trial period. But I, the, I, every week I was like, this is my last week because something would happen and I'm like, okay, I'm done. And it was really hard because I was trying to save up money, but then in fear of like, well, this is it. And, but then it just kept going on and on, which is fine. But every week healthy. you had that fear of like, no. Right. And that, that drove me really crazy because it was like, not only was I, I liked what I was doing. I liked being on the road. I liked working with a lot of the people I was working with. But it was constantly like, at any moment, this thing will just end. And then you got to like, start the hustle again. Because it, you know, it felt like it took me so far away from everything else I was doing before. But then it made me realize what was I doing before, you know? Um, what was it like if you were like a budding wrestler, like trying to break through as a wrestler? Like, was it more nerve wracking? Oh. Could he, he could, because then he could just end your career. He is yeah. like the end all be all. Right. So there's a lot. So. I think about this a lot because there was guys that I wrote for that when I left, they were in like the, they were in NXT, which is like yeah. the, the, it was at one point the developmental brand. So we'd like build their characters. And I had uh, most of my fun I had on that show because Triple H ran it. He was, he kind of let you be a little more hands on. And uh, I got to write for like Alistair Black, Velveteen Dream, uh, Adam Cole, and the uh, Undisputed Air, like all these like guys. You're like gonna, this should be main event players. Um, and for Alistair Black, for example, like I loved working with my thoughts. Character is cool. I left, he goes up to the main roster. I think Vince liked him for a couple months, but now he's not on TV. And so you just see, like, oh, Vince didn't, Vince just got bored with him. And that's what happens. Like, Damn. if he doesn't like immediately spark Vince's, if he, if he doesn't, if he doesn't just like look at you and go, oh, I see money in you, you're gonna be a star. And it's really an uphill fight until you prove yourself. Jesus. Like you either really come up with a great gimmick or you you get as cut as a motherfucker, you know? So you think it's more it's like sad, man. entertainer, showman, like being funny, having a personality, or oh, like yeah. just being insanely athletic. Like what is what is right. the main thing that you think? Being an entertainer. For Vince, you need to be able to talk. Um a good example, Enzo Amore is a great athlete for how big he is but he could talk like a motherfucker and that got him over and that made, he knew how to like twist and turn the audience. There's some guys that are the greatest athletes wrestlers in the world, but if they can't fucking talk, they have, no, they won't survive. 
You know, that's why Brock has a mouthpiece. He has Paul Heyman talk for him because he can't talk. Yeah, and he's such uh, a be- and, and he was such a beast that it was like impossible. He's a he's a, ma- a monster of a man. Yeah, that yeah. You like, need to. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, he's King Kong. You put him in a fucking cage and you get a guy to say, "My guy's gonna kick the shit out of your monster." Or whatever. Yes, he's su- he's yeah. such a monster that he can't even speak. Like, like did Andre right. the Giant talk a lot? Um, he would talk a little bit, but he did. He definitely had. I think Bobby the Brain Heenan was a mouthpiece. Probably yeah, some other yeah. people. Yeah, that's. But yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like. Yeah, I, I I I love it's such an art to me now where when I watch it, I'm not it's just like, oh, I see how they're trying to make this person have this angle or you know, like you just learn all that. Like it was it just it's weird because it's more like a comic book to me now, week to week. Yeah. Is, uh... One of the last things I did in the in the normal world before COVID was Matt and I went to a wrestling show together and, and we took mushrooms yeah. and it didn't work. <laughs> Yeah. The wrestling or the <laughs> mushrooms? Like I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the wrestling didn't work. The mushrooms are fire. Okay. <laughs> it's just all yeah. that they were just hugging. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was one of the last things we did. We went to fucking, um, what was it? Stanford? New Haven. We ate some. No, New Haven, dude. New Haven. Garbage pizza, bro. Don't you dare. <laughs> if you're from New Haven or you say Connecticut pizza is the best pizza in the world, fucking slide in my DM so I could push you down the fucking ladder. Okay? Because I'll say this. It was one of the worst pizzas we ever had. The, remember the waitress, yeah. Matt? The, the waitress. She yeah, she was she, nervous. She was nervous. She was nervous. Because yeah. I was there. She heard She heard Seb's accent and she was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. This guy's going to call our shit out. Fuck. And she's she's walking over <laughs> chewing gum, so that's how you know this. I go, oh, this place has a potential. Hey, how you doing? She goes, just so you know, just so you know. <laughs> she goes, you boys are from New York, right? I go, of course, yeah, we're from New York. And she goes, just so you know, we do a good pizza up here in New Haven, okay? I'm, I'm going to make sure that you get it right, okay? She goes, I'm going to check in on you boys. We get the pizza. It's so fucking dry. The edges, they do a thing where they burn the edges on purpose Dude. in New Haven. Did you tell them? They, I, they, we were bad mouthing the pizza. The woman never even came up to ask us how the pizza was because oh, wow. she knew how bad we were having, <laughs> how bad a time we we're having. We yeah. drank four pitchers of beer with the pizza because of how dry it was. Garbage. Yeah, dude. And that's the thing. Like, what was that? A four-hour drive, and one somebody in the car was like, "I read about this on a blog. It's supposed to be like the greatest pizza in the world." I read that. Is that you? I, I was the somebody in that story. Oh. Thank you for trying to protect my identity, but I was the one. I still who... want to try. I know there's a place in New Haven that's supposed to be. We went It's like there. the clam. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I would still want to try it. We got the fucking yeah, we clam. We had the clam. We had we the, got clam. the clam. And it wasn't good? No. No, no. We went to we went to no. Disney. We even put on the fucking mouse ears. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> All right. It wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. the last time. Uh, that was the last big fun event that we did I, we, we did in the world right let's, let's go to a wwe event together i mean it is crazy that it's a live stadium show and that you have to write yeah. for there's like really nothing else like it in entertainment a nothing arena yeah. that is also improv like some improv script yes it's like it's like snl yeah. snl was doing an arena tour almost it's like snl and athletic it. with crazy stunts yes like, <laughs> it's truly yeah wild to be part of i guess it's like yeah. cirque du soleil I, means snl you know what yeah. i mean it's phenomenal yeah. and follow football it's it's insane and it is it was like mind-blowing like every week going to like at least two maybe three like packed arenas and it was just like this is i don't know it, it's something as it goes away as it's in the rearview mirror the experience of it is like oh man this is crazy that that's all i did for however long but uh yeah. 
Yeah. And then you meet, yeah, you just meet people like from around the country or North, in my case, North America. But like, yeah, I don't know. Godzilla versus King Kong with Vince McMahon. What would his reaction be? And would he start punching the television? And how quickly yeah. before he starts punching both King Kong and Godzilla on screen? I think he would be like, oh God, they're setting this up all wrong, damn it. And like, he would be mad about how they're promoting the fight. And like, oh, this poster, I, I don't know who, who's the good, who's the baby face and who's the heel. They need to know. <laughs> and he would be mad about that because honestly, out of you two, who would you pick to be the good guy and bad guy in that scenario? I mean, I don't know. I, haven't I think it, King so. Kong is the good guy. King Kong is the good guy, guy and bad guy in that scenario. King Kong is King almost Kong human. Yeah, I saw it. And- Godzilla I saw bad. It. Oh, oh, King Kong was good. Okay. I saw it. You don't got to tell okay, me. Right, right, King uh, Kong's doing sign language with a deaf girl. How is that right. not good? You know what I mean? That's pure, pure of heart if I've ever heard, you know? Uh, okay, yeah. So he's good if he's doing that. Yeah, okay. So yeah. then we know that. Then he'd be like, oh, okay. And then he'd be like, why is he wearing that? Or like, you know, he would comment. And he'd be like, why is he not green enough? Or, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. why can't I see his his dong? Yeah, it would just I'm sure he'd be into it. If he if they were like fighting in like DC and it was like people that like had to give him permits to do certain shows in certain states and like that building got destroyed, he'd be like, ha ha, yes, do that again. Beat those humans. <laughs> or like Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so you think he wouldn't that. mind seeing cities burn that have wronged him? No, oh no. Yeah, anyway. Oh, they didn't they didn't let me do a show in that town. St. Louis. Oh. <laughs> Burn it. <laughs> Whatever. Have have King Kong swing from the arch right into Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The arch is there, damn it. Why aren't we using it? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, you need to maybe do a Vince McMahon show where you play him. You know what I mean, Mets? <laughs> you might you need do a to phenomenal play. job at his You do uh, a, f- a phenomenal. If I heard him talk, I would go, why are you talking you. like Matt Weir? You know? <laughs> I listen to him so much. And I, I try to, like, basically imitate all of the old guys there. I, at one point, I was like, I can get all their voices. Now I just do Vince all the time. Amazing. Matt? Is there, this is so, I'm so, I mean, you have so many fucking wrestling yeah. stories. This was so beautiful. Yeah. Matt, thank you for thank you. so much for coming on again yeah. and sharing all these stories. Matt, is there anything that you want to plug that you, you're up to in quarantine? Um, yeah, during quarantine, uh, I've actually been part of a, a cartoon that my, uh, uh, funny, super funny roommate, Mookie Thompson and my buddy Nimesh Patel are producing and they're doing a lot. Mookie's doing a lot on it. I get the, play some uh, i play a penguin called el pango and uh yeah and i do storyboards for it it's fun and then uh we're just making a small cartoon out of the back of our apartment but yeah it's pretty cool it's called zoo idiots i should uh thank you that's the most important part where can we find it yeah uh well check out zooidiots.com or also look up uh nimesh patel on youtube uh he has it all over his youtube Uh, and then other than that uh i have some uh i do special effects um and there's some short films coming out that one i really want to get out there because i built the uh the namesake character and so i'm excited to get that out but i will promote that later cool i I love that sold out my own promos (laughs) (laughs) robbie is there anything that you want to so bad at it 
Yeah, you crush. No, just listen. Keep listening to this podcast. If you know someone, if you're listening to this, you know somebody who loves wrestling or would like these stories, definitely share it with them. Or if you know you have friends that do it, put it on your story. Yeah, send it I to me. This mo- was a great this was a great <laughs> podcast. Object- is- like it wasn't all nonsense where I made some action just Excuse me, bro. This, I, this is never nonsense. What it's just us? Don't you dare! <laughs> I told a story about my mother, my my mother, uh, thinking that she was having a heart attack, but she just had a cramp in her toe. Okay, so don't you dare say that what I say is nonsense. Okay, just because Matt's traveled the world with a fucking one of the biggest organizations. It was all. I this was great. Yeah. So share with anyone you think would like it. Uh, of course, please, yeah, please, hotties, please, please keep sharing the podcast. We love all you hotties out there. Keep rating, reviewing five stars, right? Five stars. We fucking love this. All right. Share this podcast with all the marks out there. The fucking real yeah. wrestling fans. OK, Robbie, this is beautiful. Hit the fucking music. <laughs>